1: Good morning, Liberty.
0: Well, what? what? You go ahead. No, you go ahead, man. I insist you go ahead with the intro. No, go right on ahead, man. Charles Thompson would like to welcome everyone to the Good Morning Liberty podcast. He's shy right now is the issue. He doesn't want to actually go ahead. From the embarrassment of both of us going at the same time, I did not see you gearing up to talk. I thought you were air drumming and you were super into it. And I was not ready for that.
1: I cl- I came in like a,
0: you know. Neither one of us looked at each other that time. Also, I knight. saw just out of the corner of my eye, and I was like, "Charlie's mouth isn't moving. I'm good." Anyway, mm-hmm. this is the Good Morning Liberty Podcast, where we talk about life, liberty, and the pursuit of meaning. My name is Nate, and across from me is Mr. Charles Chuck Thompson. Welcome on this beautiful Thursday
1: morning to Liberty. I know that you're going to redo the intro. No. for the podcast. No, you're not. It. No, That's I'm nice. going to leave it like that. I came in like a meme sloth. <laughs> <laughs> for those of you that know you me- meme slot at the beginning know. of that
0: episode for sure. Okay. Uh, Oh, Hey, by the way, um, I wish I could have recorded this, but I finally debated someone for a few minutes yesterday that, uh, that leftist on TikTok that does the debates like eight times a day, you know, and it was interesting. He would talk to someone about, um, about Medicare for all before he talked to me, it was a doctor and the doctor was saying that the, uh, The issue was that we need Medicare to do everything because insurance, uh, they deny payments on everything and Medicare doesn't. And so that was interesting. I wanted to come in and talk about that. But no, I ended up talking to him about the minimum wage. Mm. And so we went over that. I told him about how I lost my first job to a raise in Illinois' minimum wage. And then I told him about how my family owned a grocery store, which they ended up closing after Illinois' minimum wage went up again recently because they just simply can't raise their prices any higher on the groceries it's getting getting ridiculous and it's a poor town and of course he came out with well if they couldn't afford to pay living wage then they didn't need to be in business anyway and i was like so you uh you think that the people in the town would just be better off with no grocery store I'm like that's the better and then he was like no uh, the government should subsidize local grocery stores so they can stay in business
1: <laughs> it's like geez that's so the which, answer to everything so which is it Ugh. Amanda says good. You're now ready to debate her. Yeah. You've got your warm-up in.
0: It would probably be more fun because all this guy had were just, it was like Bernie Sanders tweets flowing out of his ass the entire time. That's all that was <laughs> happening. It was and the so funny annoying. thing about his
1: ass was it was located on his <laughs> yeah, face. Yeah. <laughs> That's true.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I wanted to record it, but when you do a screen recording, it wouldn't have recorded me talking. Like that, that's the mm. issue. So I couldn't do it. Anyway, that was fun. And uh, maybe I'll put the link to the guy's TikTok so you guys can see him do that. And you can go on there and debate him sometime. Actually,
1: I have debated him before as well. Mm-hmm. And I did invite him on the show. He said that he would participate.
0: Yeah. Just like that other leftist said so, that they would come on the show. And then he stopped uh, responding once I got to the scheduling portion of mm-hmm. coming on the show. Didn't respond anymore. Gotcha. So
1: it's tough. It's mm.
0: tough to get people to come on and debate.
1: It is, except for Amanda.
0: Yeah, Amanda is fine with it. That's totally fine. She'll do it, and she'll win. We know it. Uh, but let's get into some of the news, unless Charlie has any anything else
1: I've depressing. got plenty of okay. things, but uh, not going to mention them. Okay. Because I don't want to ruin your flow.
0: Well, here we go with the flow. Mm-hmm. America's annual price increase was worse than economists had forecast. That's right. Inflation... Hitting record high look at Biden just hitting record numbers on Isn't it everything. It's
1: amazing how they always miss the mark. <laughs> you know, all these yeah. economists, they're PhD folks. And when they do budgets or uh, how much things are gonna cost and, and what the increase and all that, they they always it's I won't say always, but they almost always undershoot it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It seems to happen quite a bit.
0: Their modeling is just a little bit off. Yeah. You know, they didn't account for a few different things. So the, the Consumer Price Index rose 7.5% in the 12 months ending January. Not adjusted for seasonal swings. The Bureau of Labor Statistics said Thursday it was the steepest annual price increase since February of 1982. And worse than economists had forecast. It was barely worse. They were forecasting 7.3, It ended up being 7.5. Stripping out food and energy prices, which tend to be more volatile, prices increased by 6% between January 21 and 2022. If we remove some of the data, then it actually wasn't that bad. Yeah, This is from CNN, by the way. Marking the largest increase since August of 1982. At that time, if you take out some of the stuff. Food prices rose 7% over the same period, while energy prices rose 27%, led by fuel, oil, and gasoline prices. I
1: felt that. Yeah. I felt that. You have a truck. Last week, gas was just under three dollars. Like, was it? Yeah, I think it was like two ninety nine, maybe two ninety eight, something like that. I filled up, um, and then this week I went to fill up, and I was like, "Wow,
0: yeah, it's a lot. Mm. It's too much. Close I don't like it."
1: Getting, to, uh, I paid. I think I paid three twenty nine, and then it's getting close to like the richer counties mm-hmm.
0: where you live. Yeah,
1: to, no, it's <laughs> getting close to four dollars. Yeah. A gallon.
0: What about energy prices going up 27%? Isn't it weird? Whether, the more that we go towards restricting the supply of affordable energy, the more energy prices end up going up. Now, there's a lot of stuff going on with Russia and all that stuff as well. But I don't see the energy prices really coming down with all the things that we're pushing towards. So people can go ahead and get used to that one.
1: The Keystone Pipeline being shut down. Yeah, yeah. In- uh, <laughs> making fracking uh, extremely difficult. Yeah. Those types of things. Basically
0: transitioning transitioning away from all of those dirty, terrible fossil fuels that are also slightly more affordable. But oh well, I guess that doesn't matter. In January alone, prices rose by 0.6%, including seasonal adjustments, the same rate as in December, and more than economists had predicted. That served up some bad news for people who hoped the monthly data would indicate a slowdown of the price hikes. That did not happen. Prices increased across the board last month, including for housing, furniture, used cars, and healthcare. Food prices climbed 0.9 percent in January compared to just 0.5 percent in December. Nearly all grocery prices increased, with only non-alcoholic beverages staying flat. That sounds like some BS to me because I tell you what, I went to Publix the other day, and a 12-pack of Sprite Zero was 7.50. 7.50. Hmm. That that freaking thing was under five bucks before all this stuff happened.
1: We always wait for the sale.
0: Oh yeah, I always go for the the three, you know, buy three at Kroger and exactly. get them for. For 13 bucks, that's better. Mm-hmm. It's better. Energy prices also rose 0.9% last month, led by electricity costs.
1: Now, most of you listening here probably know what's happening, um, but we're going to play a video. Do mm-hmm. you have it queued up? We're I'm going to get that real quick. We're going to play a video by Dan Price so you know what everyone else is thinking happened. But everybody <laughs> knows, you pretty much know, or if you're new here, you're going to learn today. You're going to learn today that the The main reason for this is we spent, I don't know, almost seven or eight, nine, ten <laughs> trillion dollars a little
0: a little too much. whatever yeah. the number is. yeah, slightly we, too much yeah. money.
1: We spent, I don't know, somewhere between eight and ten trillion dollars in the span of about a year and a half. Um, and what was it? I don't know, almost sixty percent of it was newly created money. It was
0: a pretty and good so pretty good portion of the new money. yeah,
1: when that happens. This is the after effects. And this is what we were talking about as they were spending all this money. This is what libertarians and some conservatives have been talking about for years.
0: You got too Which, much money chasing too few goods.
1: Exactly. And so this is the just the natural consequences of introducing new money into the economy. And what happens is, and, so, and you want to talk about inequality, this is where real inequality comes from. Because the people closest to the money, so your big banks, your Wall Street's, your your you know large corporations that get this money first, well they're the ones that see the less of uh, the down effects. It's the consumers, it's the poor people, the people who get the money last or or spend on the goods last. They're the ones who actually see the greatest uh, burden. They also see the
0: greatest burden because uh, while this this one was different from in the past because we gave a lot of money directly to people, uh, but these prices going up on energy and. And housing and food and all of that, that affects people who have tighter budgets more than it affects people who are at the top. And sure, they're probably spending more money on things, but it's not as not as big of a deal whenever you still have a whole bunch of money left over at the end of the month. And so people who don't normally have a lot left over, but they're still dealing with higher prices, well, then they need to get paid more within the corporations have to pay them more. And then, well, the corporations need to raise their prices also and uh then we just have this upward spiral of inflation taking place and uh we're going to see what happens when the fed starts to actually raise rates there some people are calling for up to seven rate increases this year which is Ooh. a lot it's a lot of rate increases let me play this damn price well, let me, video let me real just quick.
1: pause for a quick birthday announcement okay matt happy birthday
0: happy birthday matt so and we're not going to sing
1: that was it <laughs> Good y'all job. Know, y'all know Dan Price, right? I've heard of him. He's, he makes dumb bleep quite a bit, but this is this is why prices are going up, folks. It doesn't have anything to do with inflation or modern monetary theory or spending more money than you have. Nothing to do with that. No, nope. That's all great. Tyson just raised prices by 20%, citing inflation like it's some magical thing. This at a time when their profits are up 19% to a record $1.1 billion in the most recent quarter. Companies all over the place are making a killing by raising prices on all of us and blaming the magical inflation. He put inflation in quotes. So, and it's magical, by the yeah. way. So if you're not watching, it's magical inflation with air quotes.
0: Now, first off, he had the main theme from Inception playing way too loud in that video. He needed yeah. to mess with the levels there a little bit. Mm. But Great anyway. movie, by
1: the way. So yeah, I, good stuff. We probably agree on that. <laughs> um, uh, and it, it, to it, Amanda's it, point, this is what I was going to say. Yes, their profits are up. Like the number that you see, the profits, the gross profits – they're up, but so is inflation. And so you have to take that into account because they're, the cost of goods is going up. The The cost to create a bag of chicken is going up. So now they have to sell it for more. Yes, they may be taking in more gross profits, but you have to look at net and those different types of things as well as what is the future going to look like. Like the companies aren't stupid, and especially giant corporations like Tyson. They've been in the business for a long time. They're not dumb. They're not just raising prices for today, right? They have people and thinking of, thinking up the stuff and people backing them up, mm-hmm. thinking up more just stuff, looking on people. down the line. Jeff Bezos has a 200-year timeline, mm-hmm. I think, something like that. He, so like these people are thinking out years in advance on what's actually going to happen, and uh, they're obviously very smart people. They're not dumb. So it has nothing to do with raking in record profits. They're trying to stay in business.
0: Yeah, so there's a couple things. While there's there's inflation going up and while they're taking in that money, that there's also going to be inflation in the money that they are needing to take in. Like you said, they have to account for the future as well. They have to account for all of their increased costs and the future increase in costs. The other thing that people have to realize is that corporations are always trying to charge as much as they can for everything, Okay. So let's just call that greed because everyone's greedy. They're always trying to charge as much as they can. And when we do things that restrict the supply and increase the demand artificially by giving people a bunch of fake money to go use on stuff, the prices are going to go up. Whether people morally disagree with it or not, That's what's going to happen because corporations are always trying to get the most that they can get for whatever their products are. And so if you don't like the fact that they're doing that, then stop giving people fake money to go buy people's goods with. That is always going to raise the prices of everything. Or you're gonna end up setting price caps on stuff and you'll end up with no goods to buy. But those are your two options right there. Either prices are gonna go up via supply and demand or they'll go down via supply and demand. No one complains when the, you know, the price of gas went down to $1.50 a gallon during the COVID pandemic, when things were locked down, that was supply and demand. But Charlie complained about it going up to three thirty. Well, that's also supply and demand. Well, I know you know that. But th- this is what always happens, all right? The, and it was easy to know that this was going to happen. This is not a shock. This is not something that is unprecedented. This is not something that was unpredictable. The, it, it's very easy to know when this is going to happen. You got too much money, Chasing too few goods. If you want to change this dynamic, then you want to have more goods meeting the actual demand. Not going to say too many goods, because that could create too much deflation, and too much deflation can end up being real bad as well. But we need to allow the equilibrium to equilibrize
1: To, <laughs> to uh, pen, pendulumize. Yes. Pendulumize. Yes. To swing from one scale to the other. It's All just right. a classic case of the dog chasing the fairy. I
0: thought you were, like your granddaddy used to say, mm-hmm. I thought you were going to say mismanagementism.
1: Well, that too. You know. But, you know, I, the dog chasing the fairy is what, that's what happens because <laughs> it just keeps floating away. And depending on how big the river is, in this case, <laughs> in this case, it's, you know, it's in the trillions. But fairies float. Yeah. Well, float away though. Okay. That's I got gotcha. you. And you're chasing okay, them. Okay. But the dog don't float. Exactly,
0: now this is all making it's, sense.
1: Yeah, you have to kind of use your intuition and be, <laughs> you have to be intuitive to put, yeah. put them together. I got yeah. you. Okay, so.
0: well let's uh, let's go on to uh, Congress. Uh, <laughs> Congress is going to ban people from trading stocks. Maybe this might actually happen. There's a little caveat inside of this article. That, Isn't it
1: strange how when something starts to gain popularity, mm-hmm. um, Nancy Pelosi was asked about this, and she was very frank and was just like, no, yeah, no, that's not going to happen. No. Now, all of a sudden from CNBC here, Congress moves to ban members from trading stocks as Pelosi drops opposition at Pelosi's direction. The house administration committee is working on drafting the rules and the legislation and the legislation is expected to be put up for a vote this year, likely before November midterm elections. Now, let me tell you what's going to be in this before we even read this. Um, What's going to be in this is a bunch of virtue signaling, uh, look at these rules we're placing on ourselves that aren't actually going to have any effect whatsoever.
0: Yeah. Um, and then there will be a 1,000 pages of ways that they can still trade stocks. Exactly. Yeah.
1: <laughs> there will be at least a 1,000 pages <laughs> yeah. of exceptions. Okay. So what we don't know, here's the things that we don't know. Uh, what types of investments would be prohibited? It's going to be very few. Uh, I can guarantee that. Whether family members of lawmakers would also be banned from trading stocks. They won't. They won't be. Mm -mm. Uh, Several of the bills proposed so far would require incoming members. Did you hear that? Mm. Several of the bills proposed so far would require incoming members of Congress to place their stock portfolios in a traditional blind trust where it would be managed by an independent trustee who could buy and sell the stocks without the members' knowledge.
0: And those people wouldn't be able to contact each other at all. They Probably wouldn't have each not. other's phone numbers.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, it would be very <laughs> hard to call. Them. Oh, man. One bill from uh, Warren and Danes prohibits members from even owning stocks. That won't get passed. That won't make it out.
0: They might pass this one because of the next sentence.
1: Uh, that means newly elected members of Congress would be required to actually sell their stock holdings, regardless of whether or not such a sale would be financially advantageous so newly elected <laughs> by the way this, this keeps this is a theme throughout i actually this. i really
0: hope they do this like this is not a solution but i want it to be so obvious how ridiculous it is and if they pass a ban but it only applies to new members incoming members and everyone else is grandfathered in on this mm. man that's going to be hilarious
1: Other stock trading ban proposal bills differ on key key issues like whether they would apply to members' spouses and children and what kinds of investments would be allowed. There's also likely to be resistance from members who feel that a stock trading ban denies them a right to participate in free markets, which is what Pelosi said, Mm -hmm. by the way, and effectively punishes them for their decision to enter public service. (laughs) So... They don't, they don't have a right to participate in a free market that they have knowledge of before everyone else.
0: We're going to turn them in the victims here before this is over. Exactly. This is just going to be some kind of right-wing ban now, that's here's being the thing. passed.
1: I don't like banning people from participating in the free market. I don't like that. I, I don't... T- that's not a libertarian solution. We're not... This is just a band-aid on, an, uh, on a gross problem that we've had for years, which is... The fact that the government has so much power and influence over the market that they're able to make trades that go in their favor, favor, whether it's shorting a stock or buying options in Tesla when it was, you know, $700 before it went to $1,200 or anything like that. Uh, When you have an effect on what companies get government money or or you have knowledge um, or you actually have a vote on what companies are going to get government money and government contracts. Or be affected what,
0: by regulations. Or be
1: affected by regulations. Um, anything like that, uh, that's the actual problem. And so if they didn't have the power that they shouldn't have, them participating in a free market and buying and holding and selling stocks of single companies or ETFs or whatever it may be, wouldn't it wouldn't be a thing we're discussing. However, however... Let's talk about reality. Okay. We are in this situation. And although I hope we correct the actual problem, I do think a life of public service, um, it means public service. Like it's, a, it's that, And that doesn't
0: some, mean that the public is servicing you. No, <laughs> by the way, it means you it's a different thing. are
1: servicing the public. <laughs> okay. That means you. Are not in a position that sits above everyone else. I mean, technically, you're in a position that sits below everyone. You are supposed to uh, be of service. Like th- this is what makes me so mad about, you know, public servants and people that go into office. They don't go into office to serve anyone but themselves.
0: That is, that so is true.
1: That's the actual problem. Now, if we get rid of the first thing I talked about which is the fact that the federal government has way more power than it ever should. I would say maybe 95% of the things they do or probably they shouldn't be doing. Um, if we get rid of that, then it would truly be, it would attract people who are, who are truly in it for public service and not for themselves.
0: And by the way, the only public service that we need is to have people that are there to make sure no one is removing liberties away from you uh, without- And to defend the country if necessary. Yeah, which would be- People removing liberties away yeah. from you, so just making sure that they safeguard liberty and not what their job is now is to actually take it away from people, and that is what is deemed public service. They take away yours and give it to someone else, and uh, that's that's what they call public service. But like Charlie said, this is a band aid. Um, it's not a solution. But I do wonder, like what you were getting to right there, are we ever at, are we ever at a point where band aids? And not real solutions are still going to have to be something that we do. You know, it's like the term limits idea, which I still don't really like the term limits idea. If you guys will remember from the 500th episode party, that was a pretty, pretty fun moment the only right reason there. I, the that, only reason
1: I would advocate for band-aids is this strategy has seemed to work for those who are in opposition to us. We have lost liberty slowly over time. Mm-hmm. Is there a way to gain liberty back slowly over time? Even if it's not what we actually want. um, So it's like the guys
0: putting flex seal on the roof up here.
1: Yeah. Can can we start with flex seal? Should we just allow
0: it to keep leaking because they only had flex seal and we want them to really retar the roof up there? Like, no, don't put flex seal up there, man. Let that water come on through. Until you get yourself a bucket of real tar, you just let that water Mm -hmm. flow right on through, man.
1: That's fine. And Andy Dufresne? Yeah. To put it together for you?
0: (laughs) (laughs) We'll get him some beers. Yeah. That's fine.
1: So so I that would be my only argument for that. I again, I started that by saying I don't like it. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not it wouldn't be my preference, but I I think we have to figure out how can we how can we have the most amount of liberty for each person each day. And so if if you know, if passing a flat tax of 20% um is better than what we currently have or 10% or whatever. Like let's move in that direction of getting to zero. Let's move in the direction of trying to strip politicians' powers from manipulating the market. I agree. Taking positions in companies and then having an effect on the outcome of either them getting government money or them being regulated to uh, bankruptcy.
0: The issue is going to be that whatever bill they pass – is going to have plenty of provisions for them to still be able to to, uh, to trade stocks. It's it's not going to ban your entire family from trading stocks. And so you're still going to be able to do that and that's how Pelosi has made a lot of her money, you know. So it's a you know, it, it is just a lot of virtue signaling right mm-hmm. now. Let's get on to what I consider to be some fake news from the fake news media, but I saw trending on the Twitter machine this thing about Florida Governor Ron DeSantis and what I saw trending were the words, don't say gay. Don't say gay. The G word. Don't say the G word. And so this article from MSNBC was quite ridiculous, but it says Florida Governor Ron DeSantis' don't say gay bill will hurt LGBTQ teens. And so they're literally making the argument about how this bill is going to lead to the deaths of gay people. Now, part of that argument depending on how harsh they're going to be with this law, I can understand that if you make something seem extremely taboo and make people feel like they're not a, a member of society, that uh, that things like that can happen. But they're being a little bit hyperbolic here with this whole bill, and I'll tell you why. First off, I'm going to give you a couple sentences here from NBC's thing. It said, uh, DeSantis voiced his support for a bill that would prohibit the discussion of now, this is important. He voices support for a bill that would prohibit the discussion of sexual orientation and gender identity in the state's primary schools. That's not true. We'll talk about why here in a, here in a little bit. Asked by, he did support it, but that is not, that's not what the bill does at all. They're li- they've, this is almost like trickle-down economics or something like that. They've decided to call it Don't Say Gay, mm-hmm. even though that's not the bill at all. And uh, we'll and we'll read the part of the bill that that pertains to this. asked by reporters at a Miami event on Monday, he said it was entirely inappropriate for teachers to be having conversations with students about gender identity, citing instances of them telling children, "Don't worry, don't pick your gender yet." and also hiding classroom lessons from parents. He said schools need to be teaching kids to read and to write, which I would agree that is the uh, the job
1: of and the some schools. arithmetic,
0: a little bit of that too. Mm. Maybe some science, although I don't know if I'm super uh, liking the idea of government what, teaching anyone science. Is it science uh. or,
1: like, science?
0: Well, how about the art of thought, practicing science? I thought like, you were allowed to that?
1: teach religion in schools. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, that's a good point. You're okay. talking about
1: the scientific method. The scientific
0: method, yeah. Thank yeah, you. that's, yeah. Because
1: mm-hmm. look, <laughs> math, scientific method, those things are very useful in life, no matter how much you hate any of them. Yeah. And reading and writing is also very important. So,
0: in a, so from the MSNBC article, which I just thought is ridiculous. And
1: actually, you know, the other thing I would say, real quick, what schools should actually be teaching kids to do is to think critically. Yeah. That's actually all we should be doing. You should be able to communicate, so articulate your ideas, and then be able to think critically.
0: I, um, (laughs) (laughs)
1: That's it. That's all education should be, because then you have the tools necessary to learn anything that you want to do and be able to engineer solutions and figure things out.
0: I'm not sure how you teach critical thinking. You know, that all we, you know, we had a a decent high school experience and you and I both had the same teacher who was really just against authority and would, would keep that saying written on the board that said, seek the truth. And to me, him having Seek the Truth on the board is what taught me to think critically. Like, he didn't teach me to think critically. He taught me to question in everything, mm-hmm. is all it was, was to question everything. And to me, if you can just instill in someone that they need to question everything and then look for evidence to support whatever it is, is really just sciencing, I guess. Mm-hmm. That's really, really what it is, scientific method and thought. So that's a—and I don't know what the truth is, but it just— um don't basically just question everything and then look for evidence to support whatever it is. Don't just go by your feelings or what someone else has told you. And to me, that was a very important lesson. Okay, to this article, <clears throat> in a continuation of their assault on truth and diversity in schools. It's a fun article. Florida Republicans have temporarily turned their gaze away from critical race theory In quotations. And back to LGBTQ children, whose very existence they'd like to deny. <laughs> last oh, month this is good. Last month, the state's House Education and Employment Committee moved forward the parental rights and education bill, more popularly and accurately known as the Don't Say Gay Bill.
1: More popularly and accurately. And accurately known.
0: Okay. It's an, so when do you when do you breach the line of misinformation? And fake news. And who gets to the side when something gets Mm. fact-checked? It's an archaic piece. Now, this is an opinion piece. It's an archaic piece of legislation that seeks to block any LGBTQ curriculum from being taught in schools. But many activists fear it will set the stage for LGBTQ students, parents, and even teachers to be silenced. Mm. Now, they described it correctly in the first. It seeks to block LGBTQ curriculum from being taught in schools. And and that is true on that one. Now, it, does that mean don't say gay, Bill? Is that what that means? You can't say it? That's not actually what it says in the bill, which we'll get to here in a second. If and when this becomes law, it would not only be the wrong side of history, but it would also have a deadly fallout because we already know what pushing LGBTQ kids back into the closets does to them and to all of us. Now, I don't think that, it, I mean, The problem with this law, which I don't like, I don't really like bans on stuff. Now the state is going to tell the state schools what they can and can't teach and do in their schools. Okay, so if you want to actually have solutions on this, then people that are upset about this need to be pushing more towards private schools. That's what they need to be talking about. Get out Mm -hmm. of the state schools. People on the left are upset about this. And so maybe that's a good thing. During the last few years, we've seen a sharp increase in legislation that seeks to make America more homophobic again. (laughs) And 2022 is slated to be even worse, with at least 280 anti LGBTQ proposals heading to state houses. From the anti trans legislation, literally trying to rip transgender children from their parents in Texas, to Arizona's focus on banning children from playing on sports teams that affirm their lived experience. Mm. This, bla- okay, quote, this blatantly hostile legislation. Is Governor DeSantis and his allies' latest attack on our state's most vulnerable communities? Jones said in a Friday statement, "Every Florida student, including our LGBTQ kids, deserves to learn in a safe, inclusive environment where they are treated with dignity and respect." And obviously, in the text of this law, it says not to treat LGBTQ kids with dignity and respect. That's they, what it says.
1: They're going back to spanking. Yes, for these kids, only for the <laughs> gay kids. <laughs>
0: Not to be further isolated, stigmatized, or dehumanized because of who they are. Conversations about gender identity and orientation are not taboo topics to be regulated by the Florida legislature. So this bill is rich coming from the party that conveniently wraps itself in a small government rhetoric. Okay. I put down here in the note that not being able to actively teach about sexual orientation itself, not the same thing as not being able to say gay. Mm-hmm. Okay, so here's a, just a little piece of the law that people are upset about. I don't know if people will read that or not on the video, but <clears throat> it's on there. So the first part, I actually didn't put the first part on the screen here. In accordance with the rights of parents, enumerated in that Parental Bill, bill of Rights, uh, and adopt, adopt procedures for notifying a student's parent if there is a change in a student's services or monitoring related to the student's mental, emotional, or physical health or well-being and the school's ability to provide a safe and supportive learning environment for the student. The procedures must reinforce the fundamental right of parents to make decisions regarding the upbringing and control of their children by requiring school district personnel to encourage a student to discuss issues related to his or her well-being with his or her parent, or to seek permission to discuss or facilitate discussion of the issue with the parent. So if there is a conversation about this, you're supposed to tell the parent about it. If the kid is going through something, not hide it from the parents. Like we've seen a lot of anecdotal stories about happening. And those are things that scare people. So they want to make sure that that's not happening. Or you can get permission from the parent to have these conversations with the kid. Mm-hmm. if the parents like, ah, oh, they won't talk to me. They'll talk to me, to talk to you. That's cool. Okay. The next part. Yeah. I was going to say Costco's right. They aren't, they, the, the main issue, once again, yet again, in 2022, the fact that we still have to deal with this is that they said the well-being with his or her parent Seek permission. I mean, how just obtuse can you be on their... I don't know. That's Uh, why
1: it's archaic.
0: A school district... Here's the big one. This is where they say you can't say gay and you can't have any conversations. Uh, If anyone brings any of you, you just got to stop. A school district may not encourage classroom discussion about sexual orientation or gender identity in primary grade levels or in a manner that is not age-appropriate or developmentally appropriate for students. Mm. That was the entire text right there.
1: That's that equates to don't say again. Yeah, you can't say it.
0: No, what it says is they don't it's not the curriculum. Like we're not gonna come in here and talk about, you know, dudes banging and stuff today. Mm-hmm. Actually, we're gonna do math instead. We're just gonna do math and then some science and all that. Okay. Not not there's anything wrong with dudes banging, okay? It's to each their mm. own. I'm I'm happy. Okay. I just don't know if that's something that you need to like be teaching in your class to a bunch
1: of fifth graders, yeah. you know. It, well, it's not. And here's the thing: we know, <laughs> we know <laughs> there can be math problems about dudes banging. That's that is true. Um, but here's what we know: we All right, know, Johnny,
0: if you and Jimmy were banging, how many penises would there be? <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, that's good. Earmuffs. Stuff. Sorry. Um, here's the thing. We know that that the human being doesn't stop developing. Uh, yeah, it doesn't stop developing cognitively. Like your prefrontal cortex doesn't stop until you're 26. Is it
0: 27? I was, yeah, was going to say 25. but Around 25,
1: 26 years Where old. the voting age should be. <laughs> yeah. So here's the thing. We know that, that kids um, have no idea what they want. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm... I am past the age of 26 and I don't even know what I want half the time. And so how I'm telling the you world. Charlie
0: gives me looks sometimes
1: that's <laughs> just confusing as hell. Yeah. I'm mainly talking about whether I should eat pizza okay for dinner or not. I got you. I, and I mean overall like there's no way, there's no way to know what like what you want and I I think what is happening here and this is where you have two sides, you know, clashing. Um you have one side that is so in, you know, so pro... Extreme. Extreme. Not only do they are they just educating people on what sexual orientation or gender identity could be, right? They are forcing it down, basically saying that the old way of viewing gender is no longer applicable, mm-hmm. and this is the new way to view gender, and then you can, if you are that, well, we're going to foster that, and we'll encourage you to get... You know, surgery for your sex change and take hormones and all of those things. Like, they're so extreme on one side. So now the other side is fighting. I wouldn't say extremely, but they're fighting because they're like, I don't want my kid to be taught or encouraged to do those things when he doesn't, he or she doesn't know what they actually want yet. Mm -hmm. Like, let's, like, you know, if Parker, I have a son who may be gay, could be trans one day, who knows? Right? And I will love what? him regardless. Have but you asked him lately? If Parker came to me at, you know, 10 years old and was like, Dad, I feel like a girl. I'd be like, like Shania Twain. Like, man, I feel like a woman because I love that song too. All right? We can get down to that. If he's like, no, 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 I actually feel like a girl. Like, I want to, you know, I want to change my my sex with surgery. <clears throat> and I'd be like. Son, that feeling never goes away. <laughs> <And> <laughs> it's, that's, well, I'd say that. <laughs> but what I would say is, is, Parker, I love you and I support you in whatever decisions you want to make. However, to make a permanent change like this, you're going to have to wait until you're an adult. I'm not going to encourage you at 10 years old to know what you want for the rest of your life when you're not done developing yet. Yeah, You have no idea what you actually want. Come to me when you're 26 and what you actually want and we can have a discussion, but you, there's so much life to learn. You have no idea what you're actually going to want. And that, that to me is the problem when you're talking about kids, especially in primary age where, I mean, sometimes Parker thinks he's a truck, Mm -hmm. you know, like, do I, do I turn him into a truck right now? Because that's what he's saying. Like kids that are this this young, they're playing, they're trying to figure things out, right? They may dress up as a girl to see what it's like to be a girl. They may uh, dress up as a boy to see what it's like to be a boy, to be a tomboy, whatever. They're playing, they're figuring out things, they're figuring out roles and gender roles and all this kind of stuff. And there's a lot to learn. You can't <laughs> take...
0: Yes. You're just reminding me of Owen Wilson in Armageddon right now, where he's talking. You know, Grace, she's coming into her own right now, and she's <laughs> yeah. she's exploring. Okay, sorry, this there is. Is <laughs> I thought you were laughing about what Daisy. No, said. No, sorry, you just the way but you were saying that. I just
1: Daisy said oil replacement therapy. <laughs> if I turn him into a truck, yeah. So anyway, this is the the biggest problem I have with this is like trying to, um, you know, be so supportive of kids and their whatever decision that you're going to support or encourage um, them getting like physical sex changes and things like that before they actually know what they want. And then also denying what we've known uh, in biology for uh, at least 500 years now, or maybe well, a couple hundred years now. And so now the science changes, Charlie, you know, well, that is true. And I'm not saying that you can't <laughs> question it, but, and, and then it's, and it's also true. Although, extremely rare that people can have, uh, both sets of chromosomes or they could, you know, have, uh, salt
0: s- on the house episode once. Yeah.
1: They yeah. can have so it certain happens. things that aren't, um, considered normal. Um, so there are people that are truly like, let's say truly asexual and those sorts. And again, even if people decide they want to be something, uh, one day, that's totally fine, but you don't the thing about it is you don't get to force it on other people and that or other people's kids. Yeah. And that's where these parents are coming in and saying, look, have your lifestyle live the way you want to live. You're not going to force this on my kid. You know, I'm going to raise my kid how I see fit. That's my liberty and freedom to do. I'm forced to send them to the school. And so I don't want that. Uh, as part of that, and again, you said the actual solution is let's it's it's privatize education. Mm-hmm. Like maybe we shouldn't have the state school. Maybe that's the actual problem um that the government shouldn't be in charge of this type of thing. And if you want to send your kid to a a trans lbgtq private school that teaches all these things, great, send them there. And if you don't, don't send them to Fellowship Christian or whatever. I don't I don't I, care. I think
0: that would be good. Um, I I do hope that this just gets everyone more involved in in private school. But what what I see happening and what this is a response to is the left, like usual, um, had. okay. so they had an idea. Here's the idea. People should be treated equally and they should be treated with respect or whatever, regardless of what other life decisions are like we shouldn't we shouldn't discriminate against people on the basis of this, or we shouldn't treat people negatively. And, uh, and, and so there's a good idea, like just, just equality when it comes to treatment by, by others. Uh, I I think that that's a pretty good idea overall. Um, And then they go way too far. They're like, actually we're so pro this thing that some of us want to try and encourage other people to be this thing. And then you end up talking to a lot of children who, like you said, don't know anything. And then they can end up being confused or maybe they have a confusion point and they end up getting swayed in one direction or another. And just because you're confused about something doesn't mean that you're more than 50 percent in that direction. It just means that you're questioning something. And so now the very act of questioning something like, oh, well, you got to be this, got to do this for sure. We're not going to tell your parents about it uh, because they'll get mad. And so that's what this bill is trying to trying to address is some of the extremes that have happened. I know a lot of these stories are anecdotal, but uh, that's what uh, I guess a more populist kind of government governor is going to go towards because those are the things that end up getting in the news. So anyway, I um, I my biggest point was, man, what a bunch of fake news from MSNBC and NBC from this, mm-hmm. this whole don't say gay thing that literally I read you to text about it. That's all it said. That's, was yeah. that you can't encourage classroom discussion about sexual orientation or gender identity. It not doesn't the say kids that,
1: want to talk about it. That's yeah. fine.
0: It doesn't say that you can't. It doesn't even mean that you can't uh, talk if a kid comes up to you and says it. Now you're supposed to tell the parent about it afterwards, or and you're supposed to ask for the parent's permission to continue talking to the child about it. But it doesn't mean that, that there's a ban on any of the words and you can't say them. It says you're not supposed to bring it into the classroom when it wasn't there in the first place. Right. So anyway, just a bunch of ridiculousness, and we're going to see this stuff keep ticking up and up as we get closer and closer to the elections, because everyone knows Ron DeSantis is going to run for president, and they're going to treat him Mm -hmm. probably like he's 10 times worse than Trump, somehow. He's going to end up being 10 times worse than Trump. He's, you know, the guy who Hitler was afraid of, whoever that guy was.
1: And I think, I mean, Ron's probably in Ukraine right now Yeah, as part of the Russian forces, Mm -hmm. so that... They're yep. already. He's lying. undercover. <laughs> it's exactly. Mm-hmm. Daisy says that it, she thought if she stayed in the pool long enough, she would turn into a fish. Because I wanted to be a fish so badly. Mm. She didn't. She said bad. I fixed it. Badly. Well, I
0: encourage. I encourage um, you to um, make that transition. Yeah. You know.
1: Well, here's the thing. It's actually half true. Yeah. The problem is evolution just takes a lot longer. Yeah. Than you your could. lifetime. If you stayed so in if there, you stayed in the water long enough. And then your kids stayed in the water long enough. You only lived in the water. Yeah. By the way, I saw there's this little indigenous group somewhere that do like everything underwater. And it's now, I don't know how many generations later, they can like hold their breath up to like 15, 20 minutes. And Mm -hmm. they like, they practically live underwater half the time. It's unbelievable. But they've adapted or they started to evolve to being able to hold their breath for 15 minutes. Could you imagine holding your breath for 15 minutes? But it's yeah. like everyone can do it. Now, there are world record holders that hold their breath for a long period of time, but this is like the whole community does it. They're all underwater just walking around, killing fish, and they get almost everything from the water. They spend all their time in the water. So who knows? I mean, a million years from now, they could be, they could be fish.
0: Now, when they, start, fish. when they start developing gills, that'll be, that'll be a news story right there. That'll be, that'll be a big deal. That'll be like uh, Kevin Costner in Waterworld. Yeah. That's what, that's what we'll be looking for right there. I just put a Waterworld gif into the chat. If you want to join the chat, go to goodmorningliberty.locals.com. Pay as little as $5 a month. The price might be increasing soon with inflation, so everyone get grandfathered in. Okay. Uh, because new members are going to need to pay 20% more than what everyone else is paying right now.
1: That's right. We that are going up with inflation. Increase.
0: Okay, we will figure out what the date's going to be. Everyone who's in, don't worry. You're safe. But the new members, you want to lock in that pricing right now before inflation takes hold because our Fed is meeting next month to determine what the new pricing should mm-hmm. be. And they are...
1: We're also uh, introducing a ban on membership trading for new members.
0: Okay, just for new so, ones. Yeah. Okay, I got gotcha. you. All right, well, well...
1: At once we do all of this. So you might as well get in now before we... That makes institute sense. ...institute all that.
0: All right, well, let's go go home. Let's get out of here.
1: Yeah, we should. Okay. That was a great episode. If you enjoyed it, as we did, every single day when we come in here, I just, I like talking to you, man. Makes me feel better. It does. And I like talking to the live group. I wish there were more.
0: Earlier, I felt terrible about that awful trading decision that was made this morning. It wasn't actually an awful decision if you're going off of the rules.
1: You just feel better now.
0: The problem is when you're the person making the rules, then in your head, you start to question the rules. You know, mm-hmm. you're like, maybe I should have made different rules.
1: <laughs> you well, know? But according w- to the great philosopher Luda, rules were made to be broken. Yeah. But you can't make broken rules. I guess I never thought about it that way. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, this morning was just a time where um, the, the indication was to go a certain direction. It went the other one. So it didn't take the trade. And man, did it go hard in that direction. And so for anyone who did take it, it was really good. For everyone who didn't, they've been throwing up most of the morning. So anyhow, if you want to see what uh, happens all of the days and come in and watch live every morning, then go to MasterMyTrades.com. You can watch live on our Discord every single morning at 8 a.m. Central Time, 30 minutes before the market opens. Mm-hmm. You stay classic.
1: Do that. Sign up for the for the live group, like we said. goodmorningliberty.locals.com. Share the show with a friend, a family member, and the children, especially those of primary school age. You want to influence them, and pretty soon the leftists are going to pass "Don't Say Liberty" bill. <laughs> it's going to be the "Don't Say Liberty" bill. But we'll, you know, indoctrinate your children while you got the chance before that legislation passed. So send them send them Good Morning Liberty. Everybody needs to wake up with coffee and liberty or tea. If that's your cup. For those across the pond. For those across, yeah, the lake over there. That's a crusty lake for sure. Mm -hmm. That's, yeah. I don't, I wouldn't want to take like the Titanic over it. Crusty lake? Crusty. Yeah, crusty. If you do all of those things, we'll be back again tomorrow. Hope you have a good day and a good morning liberty.